0: Welcome to Troubleshooting Innovation, a commercial baking podcast, sponsored by Shika Stev, a world leader in complete ingredient automation and process design for the food industry. I'm your host, Joni Spencer, commercial baking editor-in-chief. In this season, I'm talking with operations and engineering expert, Rich Berger, as we discover new ways to operationalize values into the manufacturing space. In this episode, Rich and I are looking at ways to innovate through people development. Now, Rich, we have been talking about community involvement and sustainability, and now we're gonna talk about people. And it all really revolves around, we kind of ended the last episode talking about a paradigm shift for looking at who the stakeholders are and what benefits them. How are people playing into that?
1: That's an interesting question. Uh, It's probably been a couple of years now. There was a a business roundtable of a group of about 180 CEOs of uh, America's largest companies, Julie Sweet, uh, Brian Moynihan, Tim Cook, Jeff Bezos, Larry Fink. The roundtable's statement of the purpose of a corporation is that first, it puts stakeholder responsibility on equal footing with shareholder responsibility. Stakeholders, of course, being employees, suppliers, vendors, uh, customers, and, and their communities. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really fits well with our conversation because there, there has never been a better time than now to be investing in your workplace, uh, the environment of the workplace, and your employees. Uh, Here we are in the middle of uh, a pandemic with many labor shortages. And if we cannot invest in that workplace and our employees, it just makes it even more difficult to sustain uh, a a skilled workforce in in the food industry.
0: Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you a little personal question. You are an engineer and you started your career in offshore drilling what attracted you to food manufacturing?
1: Yeah, uh, I did. I did start in offshore as well as uh, heavy heavy industries such as utilities and pulp and paper and, and chemical. I, I would say that in our food industry, that the diversity of problems to be solved is certainly one at the top. <laughs> also, the the just the challenges that. Uh, food companies face, which I think shows up as, as opportunities to have a direct influence on the health of the supply chain. An opportunity to really make a difference in in what we do. Also, the, the speed uh, in which innovation is adopted in this industry is very exciting. Uh, the creativity that has to be there, the speed in which you have to Seed and nurture and commercialize uh, new products to stay present and current. And lastly, I, I think the people in our, in our industry, in, in many ways, the, uh, the industry feels like one team. You know, it, it has a feeling of helping each other solve problems uh, to generate value for all of our consumers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, you mentioned supply chain, and you also mentioned innovation. And we can't have a conversation about manufacturing without addressing the supply chain disruption that's happening. And a shortage of labor is a huge component of that. So how is the lack of workforce directly impacting innovation?
1: Yeah, there aren't many food companies at this point who are immune to our current and I believe future skilled labor deficits. There's just there's many things that need to be addressed in order for that labor gap to shorten. But innovations need to begin in order to prevent future supply chain disruptions. For for example, automating simple tasks so that employees can work more efficiently and focus on the core Managing workflows uh, with software, for, for example, employees can often waste time trying to figure out what to do next in a, in a process, whether crucial steps have already been done and, and, and even which steps to prioritize when, when multiple projects are going on simultaneously. A software tool, for example, can automate the process uh, and provide, a, for example, a searchable database of current and archive uh, prospects and projects, and even record which processes have been completed by which employees. So, so just managing those workflows are super important. Uh, improving productivity with online video, I've also seen as uh, a huge benefit. Messaging, collaboration, uh, and doing that digitally really brings a lot of value. The visual factory concept uh, can be very useful here, where an operator might have the tools to quickly send a, a video, for example,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, to maintenance on an equipment issue. Tools such as that help the team become more responsive to the day-to-day tactical work that we do, um, thus freeing them up, freeing more time up to, to focus on that core that, that I mentioned earlier. And lastly, I think just Simplifying the work process uh, with digital checklists can can also help greatly.
0: So automation is definitely becoming a solution in our industry for the workforce shortage. How is that relationship, though, between people and machines evolving? And the reason why I asked this question, I talked to a baker once who said, yes, automation is really helping, but it doesn't necessarily teach employees the process. And so they become button pushers, but they're not bakers. So what does this mean for innovation in manufacturing? How are they going to come together?
1: Great, great topic. I, I would start with the fact that job openings in manufacturing have grown to double digit rates since 2017. And they're actually very near the all-time high recorded in in 2001. And the pandemic probably has put us over the top there. Mm -hmm. Um, A recent study by Deloitte uh, shows that between 2018-2028, an an estimated 2.5 million positions are going to remain unfilled. And I, I think that there's many factors that contribute to this. First, the available workforce uh, consistently lacks the STEM skills needed to fill modern industrial jobs. And, and many times that means developing those skill sets gets transferred to the operator, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's okay. And that actually is something that we have to continue to do is to be developing those skills with our employees skill sets are shifting, and the shifting is related to the use, as you mentioned, to the use of advanced automation. Continuing to develop those skill sets is very important because it's very different than even what employees were doing on the shop floor 10 years ago. Right. A persistent misperception, I think, exists about the nature of manufacturing jobs. I think that that probably contributes as well and then we've got you know a wave of retirements from baby boomers who who have held significant accrued knowledge over the years and lastly I I think the hidden factory dilemma uh, facing the front line uh, due to a lack of collaborative tools is some of which I had mentioned um, earlier right the, the good news is that technology can be used to address these challenges. I, I think it improves retention, it attracts new talent, improves the work environment, engages workers to build those vital skills in the workforce. I, I see food companies doing this in a lot of different ways. For example, software systems, uh, AI, mm-hmm. uh, and machine learning are are right now being implemented to help companies identify top talent, attract individuals with that critical thinking and programming skills needed to, to manage automated systems and to keep that talent once they're hired. Collecting and leveraging resources, uh, for example, from, from retiring employees. Building new, more engaging training programs, for example, uh, that perhaps are designed for the next generation. Implementing apprenticeship and one-to-one training programs, I think, are super valuable. And many times they're supplemented by technology, uh, which is helpful. And lastly, leveraging technology too, to supplement jobs and expand performance opportunities in the organization.
0: Can you elaborate on that a little bit?
1: Yeah, it's similar to some of the, the visual factory topics that I uh, was talking about earlier in that we can supplement jobs through many of the new technologies that exist to actually expand the skill sets of the employee base uh, versus limit them and silo them. Investing in engagement is also super important. According to uh I think it was the Corporate uh, Leadership Council survey that was recently completed. The most engaged workers are 87% less likely to leave, 87%. Wow. So if, if we think about that as a goal in retaining talent, it's a challenge for us to sit down and try to think about how do we engage with our workforce. Mm-hmm. The top companies to work for in this same study had a 13% voluntary turnover rate compared to almost triple that in comparable industries. So look, the data is there that says engaged workers stay on longer than than those who are not. With the cost of Replacing an employee, sitting at one and a half to two times uh, an employee's salary, retention is really one of the areas in which companies can can really have the largest uh, impact on on their bottom line. Engagement is the first step in doing that. Mm-hmm. It boosts overall work satisfaction. It communicates with transparency. Right. It forces us. To uh, think of ways to provide tools for employees to solve problems quickly. Yeah. Um, uh, Implement multiple communication channels. Uh, A a single interface can sometimes uh, remove barriers to quick communication uh, from really anywhere in the organization, from the boardroom to the front line, uh, making it faster and and easier to, to address challenges. Make people comfortable. And empowered to provide feedback, for example. And we talked about a little bit about this in the first episode in that a lot of this leads to trust. Yeah. And which I believe leads to quite a bit of great ideas that come from uh, the, the, the team.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I was actually thinking about that first episode myself when you mentioned that. And we talked about it's not enough just to have a voice the workforce needs to know their voices will be heard. So that's important to understand in this discussion.
1: A- absolutely. Training programs, uh, engagement-oriented communication platforms, uh, and improvement improvements to the management style in, in the organization can can really all have a direct impact on our ability to find and hire top talent. You know, when our company... Uh, becomes a company that everyone wants to work for, you won't need to fight for the best of the best any longer. They will come to you.
0: Right, and I think I've always felt that it is important to have a company that people want to come to work for. I think that's key. This episode is brought to you by Shikastev, Stev, the premier value and process automation. Whether it's storing, sifting, metering, weighing, or transferring, Shikastev is the complete provider to design, manufacture, install, and service ingredient automation systems worldwide. Your recipe, automated to perfection. Learn more at shikastev.com. That's S-H-I-C-K-E-S-T-E-V-E.com. So I have, a, I have a question for you, Rich. You mentioned the STEM skills and you talked a lot about technology. I'm actually participating in a panel For uh, the CAPS program and talking about the food industry as sort of a hidden gem for STEM students in high school as they think about their college plans and their career plans. So, what are your thoughts on what the food manufacturing industry can do to sort of open the doors and be a visible and viable career opportunity for students who are going into STEM programs? Well, I
1: think it's badly needed in our industry and we you're exactly right we need to continue to think of ways to attract those skills um into the into the industry skills such as these don't have a start and end point yeah i see it as sort of a continual educational journey
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, So what I have seen uh, many companies do is dedicate resources to continued education, even after the hire, uh, to continue to to develop and sharpen skills. That's what folks want. They don't want to hire on to a company and, and not continue to learn. That's very important. Another component I think that uh, can be very beneficial is how we begin to adopt more and more technology in our industry. Because that will also attract people with those skills. Mm -hmm. Uh, When they see the industry using tools, machinery, uh, systems that bring latest technology to the operation. People want to be in that kind of a work Absolutely. environment. So that that also, I think, helps greatly.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think as an industry, we could probably do a better job at promoting that. I was actually talking to a supply chain executive for a major snack manufacturing company. And she said she was hosting some interns for the day. And she asked them, What's the biggest surprise that you've seen? And they all unanimously said, I had no idea there was so much technology involved. So I think that technology could be used as a recruitment tool. All right. So, Rich, there's one other topic that I want to cover, and that is the industry. You know, we are facing a labor shortage crisis, but culturally, we are also facing a crisis of diversity. So how can we shift our thinking and look at diversity as a workforce solution as opposed to a problem that needs to be solved?
1: Yeah, I really like how you introduced the question because I, I think a lot of folks, including myself, sometimes think of it as a problem to be solved when really it's a solution to so many things that, that we do um, in the food industry. Uh, workplace diversity is taking the HR world by storm, really. More, more than ever, food companies are prioritizing diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI, initiatives, and, and investing resources into making sure their teams are set up for success. Focusing on DEI is, is not only the smart thing to do, but it's, it's also the right thing to do. I feel strongly that, that diversity has tangible and intangible benefits, Joni, in our space. There's no doubt that challenges exist. They're there, uh, and we have all faced them, such as aligning DEI goals with the broader organizational goals, or overcoming bias, and even sort of a, a natural internal resistance to -hmm. to the process. But but if we can overcome those challenges, and we can, there's numerous benefits that I see, Joni, to, to answer your question. First, I would say new perspectives. When you hire people from diverse backgrounds, nationalities, and cultures, you're bringing a fresh array of perspectives to the table this can lead to benefits like better problem solving and increased productivity. Think it think of it as a scavenger hunt, okay? <laughs> would we find more success by sending everyone on the team in the same direction? Or would we gather information more quickly by having a team that splits up strategically, right? So, I think that New perspectives, pieces a big benefit. Second, a wider talent pool, it brings a ton of value. Em- employees are no longer simply seeking a nine-to-five job that pays well. They're looking for space where they can grow. We just talked about continuing to develop skills, right? They're looking for space to feel accepted and to be challenged. And that's why a company that embraces diversity will attract a wider range of candidates who are looking for a progressive place to work. Uh, Moreover, I think that the millennial and Gen Z generations are the most diverse in history. Only 56% of the close to 90 million millennials in the country are white, as compared to 72% of the just under 80 million members of the baby boomer generation. A 2020 Glassdoor study found that 76% of employees and job seekers report a diverse workforce is an important factor when evaluating companies and the job offers that they get. So as a result, diverse companies are are more likely to attract the best talent. Uh, Third, I think workplace diversity leads to innovation. You know, if you think about it, the correlation makes total sense to me. If you you have a homogeneous group of people, chances are that everything from their thought patterns to life experiences to problem-solving skills are likely to be similar as well. And sameness doesn't lead to very creative solutions, right? I mean, on, on the other hand, a diverse group of employees will contribute unique perspectives that can lead to, uh, I think, breakthroughs in thought. Um, it's really it's the same reason why companies go off site for important strategy meetings, right? Or why a change in pace can help you solve that problem you've been stuck on for days. Uh, New circumstances, new environments are known to spark fresh ideas. And I I think that that's part of that why workplace diversity leads to innovation. Fourth, I think better employee performance. Diversity and inclusion go hand in hand. When you create a work environment where employees see a representation of a variety of cultures, backgrounds, and and ways of thinking, they're they're more likely to feel comfortable being themselves. And this, in turn, I think leads to happier and more productive employees. And lastly, increased profits. There's a ton of studies uh, out there that show diverse teams simply perform better and as a result, bring in more profits. Uh, McKinsey did a report in uh, 2015 on a a little under 400 companies, and they found that those in the top quartile for ethnic and racial diversity in management were 35% more likely to have financial returns above their industry mean. Another uh, interesting stat those in the top quartile for gender diversity were 15% more likely to have returns above the industry mean. A similar study that uh, McKinsey did found that public companies in the US with diverse executive boards have a 95% higher return on equity than those with homogeneous boards. So clearly the data shows, Joni, that, that diversity pays off.
0: Right, right. So what do you think the food manufacturing industry needs to do to sort of take those steps to broadening the talent pool um, and, and looking in, in new and different places in order to create a diverse workforce, but fill that gap? Are we looking in the wrong places? Are there other places that we should be looking? What's the magic answer?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I had to think about that one for a bit. Uh, The only answer I have is cast the net wider. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say uh, go into it recognizing the benefits that we just talked about. It will drive the hiring team to... Seek out more diverse candidates because they'll they'll see the value diversity brings to the business. And when that value is is in front of us, it truly drives us to seek out more diverse candidates yeah. uh, in the process. Whether that be cast the net wider or further, or continue to to appreciate. Uh, the different points of view, the different cultures, and the different backgrounds. All of it, I think, brings the value that we just talked about. And when that's recognized uh, throughout the organization, it actually becomes part of the process of looking for candidates.
0: Okay. And I do feel like diversity is going to breed diversity. And as companies engage in technology and they engage in a diverse workforce, then students and employees and just people in general, when they look at the industry, they'll see people like them and they will be attracted to the food manufacturing industry, don't yeah, you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I've seen it. Yeah.
0: Okay, Rich. Well, I think those are all of my questions for this episode. And I just want to remind our audience that... Our last episode, which will be two weeks from today, Rich is going to answer listener questions. So if you have anything that you want to ask Rich and have him take a deeper dive into, you can send an email to info at avantfoodmedia.com and we will address those in our last episode.
1: Looking forward to it, John.
0: See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Troubleshooting Innovation Podcast. And a special thank you to our sponsor, Shikastev. For more information on Shikastev and its industry leading ingredient automation solutions, visit shikastev.com. That's S H I C K E S T E V E.com.